Good evening, and welcome to the Carmen Online Theatre Group's feature presentation of The Burbs. After the sudden and unexpected death of her husband, Lisa Sheraton and her 14-year-old daughter start their lives over by moving to a new town. Lisa believes leaving their old home and painful memories behind will be good for her only child, Brittany. It doesn't take long for Lisa to find a place she feels is quite suitable for them. Because of the money left to her by her husband's substantial life insurance policy, Lisa knows that at least financially she won't have to worry about surviving. Although their loss is great, both mother and daughter are glad to be together and starting the next chapter of their lives. If only they could have known what awaits them. The next day, Lisa takes on the task of getting her garden into shape with the hopes of distracting herself from the previous night's events. Later, she and Brittany prepare for their dinner with Officer Moore. And why are we going to dinner with him again? Because he invited us, that's why. We really don't know anyone here, and besides that, he seems nice. Not to mention, having a police officer friend is a good idea for more than one reason, including the fact that he knows the area and can answer our questions. I don't have any questions, except for one. When are we going home? I told you, young lady, we are already at home. Now stop that. Oh, I'm sorry, Britt. I didn't mean to snap at you. I'm just tired. I didn't sleep well again last night. Mm-hmm. Lack of sleep seems to be becoming the norm. I'm telling you, Mom, there's something just not right about this place. Are you ready? Yeah. I still don't see why we have to go eat with this guy. Come on. Let's go. At the restaurant, Lisa looks for Officer Moore, who has already arrived. Good evening, ladies. Hello there, Officer... <laughs> uh, Tony? Brittany? Hello. Nice to see you again. And you're right on time. My table's ready. And for you, sir? I'll take the porterhouse, medium... A loaded baked potato with a house salad. Ranch dressing. Extra croutons. Great. I'll put your orders in, then bring your salads out first. Lisa, Brittany, I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Experiencing such a tragedy, then moving and having to start over, must be really tough. It hasn't been easy, that's true. But as long as I have Brittany, I can do anything. Isn't that right, babes? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, Tony, how long have you been a police officer? Twelve years. That's a long time. Where's your wife? Doesn't she like steak? Brittany? I'm not married, Brittany. Hmm. Brittany. Sam. Yeah, hey, good to see you again. Good to see you, too. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brittany's mom, Mrs. Sherrington. I'm Sam. Nice to meet you, Sam. This is Officer Moore. Hello. Hello. Are you here with your family? No, ma'am. I work here part-time. I'm saving for a car. 
Well, I've got to get back to work. Um, nice seeing you again, Brittany. You too. Is it okay if I get your number? Sure. Wow, that was delicious. I'm stuffed. Yeah, me too. This is a nice place. Thank you again for inviting us. It's one of my favorite restaurants. And my pleasure. A personal welcome to the neighborhood. Brittany, did you enjoy your meal? Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think you'll find out who broke into our home? We're certainly working on it. But like I said... There weren't any signs of a break-in. So you think I'm... Of course not. Good, because I'm not crazy. Well, that was weird. Brittany Sheraton! Um, excuse me. Brittany, I'm on a break. Want to come hang out with some of us at that table over there? You can meet a couple more people from the neighborhood. Mom? Sure, go ahead. Brittany joins Sam and the others at a table on the other side of the restaurant. Lisa takes the opportunity to ask Officer Moore some questions. What's going on here? What do you mean? Here, in, in the restaurant? No, not here, but here, in Clarington. There's something strange going on, but I can't put my finger on it. It started as soon as we moved in. First, I'm hearing footsteps in the hallway. Then the doorbell's ringing and there's nobody there. Brittany's hearing me talk to her when I'm nowhere around. And, and, and that crazy note. Then last night... Last night... What? What happened last night? <laughs> You're going to think I'm crazy. And after everything that's happened, maybe I am. No, I won't. I promise. What happened? I heard a voice. A deep, dark voice. I don't even believe in this kind of stuff, but I can't get over something the real estate agent told me. What's that? What'd she say? She specifically told me that our house had just been put on the market, but now I know it sat empty for a really long time before I bought it. I know this may sound like nothing, but why did she lie to me? For a quick, easy sale? Maybe, but it's just not sitting right with me. She had to have said it for a reason. Tony? Yeah? Well? That's a lot of history. <laughs> oh, brother. Here we go again. That's just what Casey said. Oh, well, it's true. It makes people say stupid stuff. Nothing more than that. Don't get caught up in the urban legend stuff. Trust me. It's much more fiction than fact. What do you mean by that? And what about the weird stuff that's going on at the house? I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation. I mean, you're tired. The house is settling. You heard the television or your neighbor's... Are you kidding me? You know, I, look, I'm ready to go. I thought you were going to answer my questions. Lisa, Lisa, wait. Don't. I'm sorry. Please, sit back down. I'll tell you what you want to know. You're listening to the Carmen Online Theatre Group's presentation of The Burbs. Over at the Community Development Office, Casey gets a visit from Officer Williams. She's looking through the books to see what she can find out. She already knows we were once called Indian Head, and it's only a matter of time before she finds out everything. Yeah, so? So? What do you mean, so? So?
So she'll find out, and then what? Marshall Williams, do you really want her stirring things up? Do you? Huh? Well, no, not really. You know what can happen, Marshall. Or have you forgotten what happens when things get disturbed? She's at dinner tonight with Tony Moore. Oh, great. That's all we need. Those two together. I'll keep my ear out. You'd better. I always do, don't I? (sighs) Yes. Come on. Get your stuff. Let's go home. Okay. What you cooking for dinner? Cold blue, third floor, I see you stuck. Cold blue, third floor, I see you stuck. Dr. Bergen, please report to the OR. Dr. Bergen, please report to the OR. Carrington Memorial Psychiatric Unit, Nurse Taylor, can I help you? How's our patient? Not much change. Not even with the extra increased dosages? No, sir, not at all. We followed your orders exactly, Dr. Powers. Actually, he may even be a little worse. How so? Well, his nightmares have intensified. The hallucinations seem to be occurring more frequently. And his windows of clarity are becoming shorter and shorter. I see. He's now hearing multiple voices, too. Not just the one. What? And... The scratches keep appearing, even when we have him restrained. He's next on my round sheet. I'll go check on him now. Dr. Powers enters a dark room where a man dressed in a thin hospital gown is strapped to his bed. He's clearly insane. His ramblings fill the room. Alive. It's 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 Hello, Daniel. How are you this evening? It's Dr. Powers. Do you remember me? It's alive. 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 What's alive, Daniel? You're alive? It's alive. The house. It's alive. The house? You mean your house? Where you used to live? Yes. 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 It's alive. It's alive. Daniel. They can hear you. Daniel who? Who can hear me? The house. It's alive. Daniel, you don't have to worry about the house now. You don't live there anymore. You're safe. Never safe. Never safe. It's alive. You are safe, Daniel. Someone else lives there now. (gasps) They're gonna die. 
alive. They're gonna die! Good evening, I'm Leanne Moonraven, and this concludes Season 1 of The Burbs. Be sure to find out what happens next to Lisa and Brittany in Season 2, which begins on Thursday, December 3rd, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Please stay tuned as we now go live with our cast in a roundtable discussion. The Burbs was written as an original horror series and is based on actual, true events. During our two-week hiatus, the Carmen Theater Group is pleased to present more radio theater horror stories for your listening pleasure. Next week's tale is titled Nobody Was Here, an original short horror story written by author Isaac Thorne. And then on November 17th, we will present a remake of an original radio theater program, Buried Alive. For more details, visit CarmenTheaterOnline.com. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to the Burbs. Good evening, everyone. I'm Leanne Moonraven, now live with you after our season finale of The Burbs. Wow, what a show. It's safe to come out now. I tell you, I have no idea what's going on in Clarington with Lisa and Brittany, but they would be wise to take care I just want to take a moment to thank some people for their overwhelming support for the Burbs. The rapid success of the series has been really overwhelming, and I must acknowledge the many people who believed in the show and also believed in me that I could pull it off. I have the pleasure of working with a wonderful cast with amazing voice talent. The acting ability of actress Dawn Maria Gomez, who plays Lisa Sheridan, truly shines through in her role. She plays a woman who has just lost her beloved husband and has to deal with her own grief while still managing to be strong for her teenage daughter, Brittany. Sierra Tear plays Brittany Sheridan, Lisa's daughter. Sierra's new to acting, but when I wrote the role, I had no other person in mind to play the part. She was a little hesitant or nervous about playing a teenager, but I was completely confident that she would be able to pull it off. And pull it off, she does. I have really seen Sierra grow in the part, and I'm really looking forward to developing Brittany's character in season two. Some of the other voices you heard this season include actor, model, singer Jarvis Schaefer as the very mysterious police officer Tony Moore. Podcast host and musician Dave Davis is the sneaky officer Williams. Dave hosts Independent Share, a musical podcast right here on Spreaker that spotlights independent musicians from around the world. Rapper-musician Keon K. Quick Reed provided various voices, including the pizza delivery guy and the cable technician. Actor Shogi Agdas is Sam, Brittany's new friend. Stage and theater actress Mary Davis provided several voices, including Sandy, Lisa's best friend, the 7-Eleven clerk, and Dr. Powers' nurse. Musician Arthur Frederick played Dr. Powers. Joshua Chitty, a newcomer to the group, played the very troubled Daniel and gave a brilliant performance by bringing his own special brand of crazy to his role. 
and of course yours truly as the voice of Casey, as well as a few other extra voices that I'll keep you guessing about. See if you can figure out which ones I was. An extra special shout out thanks goes to my publicists, Cindy Diadamo and Jen Andujar of Lady Lake PR. Their tremendous promotional efforts helped push the burbs through the social media hierarchy and spread the word about us. Lady Lake PR is truly the best in the business, and you can reach them on Twitter at Lady Lake Music. Thank you to HMZ, Horror Movie News, who just gave us our first review. I got the news just 15 minutes before we went live with this episode, and I was a little nervous whether to read it or not before showtime. But I did, and I can't thank them enough for saying such good things about the verbs. Now I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge my co-producer, audio production manager, and narrator, Nathan McCree. Wow, what can I say about Nathan? You may know him as the composer of the soundtrack for Tomb Raider, Laura Croft. I'm very fortunate to work with such an icon in the industry who brings so much knowledge and expertise to our group. Not to mention... Most of us would listen to Nathan reading the phone book with that voice. And one last shout out to The Burbs' biggest supporters, Billy Crash of Crash Palace Productions and Bleeding Critic of BleedingCritic.com. During The Burbs' two-week hiatus, the Carmen Online Theater Group will present two radio theater plays. On Thursday, November 12th, we will broadcast Nobody Was Here, an original horror short story written by author Isaac Thorne, starring Joshua Chitty and narrated by none other than Bleeding Critic. On November 19th, we will bring a rewrite of the original radio play Buried Alive, starring Nathan McCree, narrated by yours truly. The Burbs returns with season two on Thursday, December 3rd. Finally, I'd like to thank my very good friend, actor, director, Paul Sampson, whose encouragement and support has been immeasurable. The Burbs is an original horror series based on true events, and I got the idea from a conversation Sampson and I had one night when I was telling him about the very strange neighborhood I live in. It was during that conversation when I realized just how bizarre things really were and that it would make a great story. Sometimes real life is much stranger than fiction. The more I researched, the more bizarre things got. You can find Paul Sampson at paulsampson.net. Strange things happened during some of the recordings of the Burbs, including weird sounds and voices coming through playback and then not being there on a second playback. The cast and I took them as signs that we were probably doing the right thing. On behalf of the cast and the production crew of the Burbs, we thank you for your support and we look forward to providing more radio theater horror for your listening pleasure. Check our website at carmentheateronline.com for more information, updates, and social media links. Good night. <laughs>